0: You're listening to The Body Bliss Project, the podcast that gives you the tools to overcome disordered eating, handle body image issues, heal from emotional traumas, and explore the pathways to self-discovery and deep self-love. I'm your host, Lindsay Rose, and I hope you enjoy this episode. back to the Body Bliss Project podcast. I have an incredible friend, amazing guy here that I have the privilege and honor to interview. His name is Gage Gorman. And Gage and I met in Redondo Beach where I'm from, where I currently live. I was just out walking on the strand one day and we just met in this like beautiful divinity, Um, started talking about spirituality and I just realized what a wealth of knowledge and incredible human being he was. And he had, um, he, we talked about energy, we talked about aliens and spirituality, or not aliens, but whatever, UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I just found this like really beautiful connection with him. And we had an experience at uh, his home where I was able to break through some really it, like soul contracts that I didn't even know that I had when I was going through some traumatic relationship experience. Um, And so we've kind of been connected ever since then, and I wanted to invite him on this podcast because he uh, has a lot of knowledge and experience when it comes to um, energy and the body. And I had a lot of questions around that for him. So I am going to go ahead and let him introduce himself and kind of explain to you guys a little bit more about what he does and who he is. And yeah, it's all you, Gage.
1: All right. Thanks, Lindsay. So yeah, as Lindsay said, we met in Redondo Beach, California. Uh, My husband and I have recently just moved up to Mount Shasta, California, and opened a small retreat center that was part of our calling and what we wanted to align with. Uh, For myself, I work as a a channeler. I channel with a collective of uh, extraterrestrials called the Palladians. Um, We have a very uh, close DNA alignment with them, we as in human beings. I also am able to easily connect and channel with my higher self and we all have higher selves and they all uh, sync in a collective. And so when I work with somebody else, I'm able to sync with their portion of higher self and work together. And that's what makes uh, like Lindsay, as you were sharing that connection with those soul contracts that we were working through together. uh, That's what makes it the connection of, I can just see into the circuitry. I can see into the Akashic records and then help guide people to to also see and connect with their akashic records and make the necessary uh, adjustments which is usually raising some sort of darkness or heaviness or density or uh, which comes through in a health uh, type related situation which I know is a topic you want to touch on today and that's how it usually physically manifests for us and then we work to uh, transform that to change that which is also Lindsay part of what you're doing is working with women specifically in transforming the these energies and so we transform them into light and a love vibration which then creates more of a harmonious vibration for ourselves so I um I work with others as a mentor and a guide for uh going through that process and then we also um you know I've uh, uh I work with teaching people meditation astral projection and so a lot of how I know the stuff that I know which is Very little. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know a lot because there's just so much out there. But um, for the lot of what I've received came through an astral projection experience of going someplace else and spending 10 to 20 years of just learning and downloading and processing and then coming back as if very little time at all had passed. And so that gave me the repertoire for massive change in my life, uh, specifically around health and I know we'll end up touching into that in your questions. So I'll, I'll save that for the questions because um, that, that breatharian process was part of that. And uh, yeah, so I think that's a good intro.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So much of that fascinates me. Like, I'm just so, like, I, I've always wanted to be able to actual project. And it's funny because sometimes I'll even ask, i like, how do I do this? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah. Uh, and, and then I watch your Facebook Live videos and I'm like, oh, okay, more insight. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: So you, um, I'm really fascinated by breatharianism, which is why I wanted to kind of talk to you about this. Yeah. Can you give like a brief overview of what, it, what breatharianism is?
1: Sure, absolutely. So breatharianism is the ability to supply your vessel, your body, your energy with pranic energy and pranic energy would be uh, referred to as the energy that's all around us and um pranic energy let's think of you know normally right now how our vessel gets energy is we consume food but that food is also receiving its pranic energy from an outside source and uh it 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 absorbs it so we're receiving our nutrients from a um like there's an intermediary in, in between us and so breatharian is where you're taking your pranic energy directly from source which then means it's going to be more pure it's going to be more vibrant and it's going to supply you much more so much more um, of an energy and sometimes when it's new to you it can be too much mm-hmm. um, and i'll save that like if when we get into questions and in the details of that yeah. um of balancing that because it really is breatharian is it's a it's a process it's not something you just snap your fingers and do it's a big process it's, it's quite advanced um from where the majority of humanity is currently at uh i don't want to like i could just keep going and not have a break on it so is that a good high level overview before we get into details of
0: yeah so i'm i'm sure people are thinking like does this mean that you don't eat any food ever
1: okay or- so not necessarily it can be whatever you want so if you don't mind I'll go ahead and explain yeah. like think of the scale. So the less the lesser amount of energy you're bringing into your body, the least amount would be someone who's still consuming meat. Um, meat it gives you energy but not a lot of energy. Then next on the scale would be like a vegetarian. Um and actually I'll step back. If someone's just eating fish, there is a vibrational difference between um like a red meat and a a land crawling animal mm-hmm. or a uh, just a non-water animal i'll stick with that because i just got birds and fall into it um so the most dense energy would be non-fish meat then fish meat then vegetarianism then veganism then a fruitarian and i'm moving up the scale of how you get more energy so then fruitarian um then a person who just juices and then Uh, A person who just waters, which a person who just waters would require a breatharian initiation in order to live off of just water, which is what breatharians do. Breatharians do consume water, or I'll say most breatharians do consume water. There are a couple of people in India who consume absolutely nothing, uh, including that of no water at all. Uh, But that is rare and that is quite advanced. And the more you move along this scale... Of uh, from the omnivore eating meat, um, or no, that's all right, carnivore, carnivore, um, to more the breatharian, then um, you are also moving on a scale of a spiritual um, alignment and what is coming through for you and emotions and that such, and so that is why like going just from being a meat eater straight to a breatharian could be quite jarring and shocking to the system. And you actually want to go in a process and move on that scale, which is why it's a process because there's an emotional component, a heavy emotional component, the closer you get to a breatharian.
0: Is this similar to um, the process of sun gazing? Is it are you different?
1: Do you want me to go into sun gazing? It is different. Yeah. Um, so sun gazing, what that does is, it, it, it helps align us very much. And actually, it falls in line. I would teach, I teach sun gazing in a breatharian process. So I'll take back that it doesn't fit. It does fit. Uh, Sungazing is great. Sungazing is great because it decalcifies the pineal gland. Um, our pineal gland becomes calcified just over certain elements that we're bringing in. Um, I'll just leave it at certain unless you want to go into those details. Then... And the calcification of the pineal gland disconnects us from our higher self, disconnects us from our ability of our universal collective selves. And so decalcifying the pineal gland is quite important. Um, Decalcifying the pineal gland would be required in order to be a breatharian. Uh, So that would be part of the process. So sun gazing is a way, not the way, but a way of decalcifying the pineal gland. And when you bring in the sun's rays, that is more of a direct source of pranic energy. Um, so even the food that you are eating, so let's think of like the grass, right? The grass or an apple or a tree, they are getting their nutrients from water and from the sun. They must have the sun in order to grow. That's, so that's more of a direct source if you're eating a fruit. But then the animals that may be being consumed when you're eating meat, they're eating that grass or that fruit And then they use that for their life, and then we might eat the meat. So you can kind of see how the meat is further from the source. The fruit is not the source, but it's closer to the source. And then something like the sun, the sun is more of a direct source. So actually, great bring-up of talking about the sun gazing, because yes, a breatharian is someone who would very much engage in sun gazing as a source of receiving energy into their body.
0: Mm -hmm. And And that's
1: a direct source.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you how you receive energy as a breatharian. Do you, is it through the sun? Is it through meditation? It's
1: words? through all. So breath is the key. Um, breath, right? <laughs> I kind of laughed too, right? Okay. as you said that, I was like, all right, right, that's called breatharian. Um, so breath is the key to it. But the thing is, you got to know how to breathe. Yeah. And even in the study of yoga, um, and I, I know you do yoga, and I know that's part of your practice, I believe, from the uh-huh. videos I've seen you, so I'm um, understanding that the asana part of yoga is less than one percent of what yoga is. Mm-hmm. A huge portion of what yoga is is all of it's in preparation for meditation and being a, one in the collective and yourself and understanding that part. But a big uh, vehicle of getting there is prana yoga. Mm-hmm. And so prana yoga is breath, and learning how to breathe. and you might think, "Well, I know how to breathe, but actually most people don't know how to breathe. Yeah, they must so, be Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And so learning how to breathe is the process. That's also part of the techniques and the processes you go through in becoming a breatharian. That's why the process to do it is you prepare for three weeks prior to going to an initiation. An initiation is 10 days. And then you do six weeks to six months of processing and work after that initiation that 10 day group initiation. So it's a process. And so in this process, these are the things that you are learning how to breathe, where is the source of energy? Um, so these pranic, and you learn these techniques. So you learn these techniques of meditation of connecting and centering the body and focusing on the energies around you to pull in those energies and then also send back out energies. And so work with that symbiotic relationship of that. And then, um, in so doing, you're, when you're working with those energies, you're breathing and the breath is a guidance of helping you move those energies through the body. Um, and so this is where that, that practice of yoga, because of knowing how when you're doing the asana, right? And so you do yoga during a breatharian uh, initiation process because you're learning that when I'm stretching something, then I am bringing my breath and conscious awareness into that. And when I feel something, I can feel into that. And I can move through that and I can transform it. A lot of times, you know, they talk about releasing. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: we actually want to stop releasing because releasing is just taking these darkness and these tightnesses out of us and putting it back into the collective grid. Somebody's got to process that energy because energy doesn't die. It just transforms. So when we Mm -hmm. find those tightnesses of energies in our body, we want to transform it into a higher vibration. Mm -hmm. And then in so doing, we will be able to move breath more easily through the body which is what asana and prana are doing in the yoga practice. And then the easier you can move it through your body, the more energy you can bring in through your body and the more capable and the how to's you are of bringing in breath to supply the energy that your body needs through a breatharian process. And when your body has initiated into the breatharian process, it knows to take the energy from the breath then and use it for everything it needs to use it for.
0: Wow. I love that. That's so amazing. That's so, yeah.
2: amazing.
0: um, I had a question ar- around eating disorders because a lot of my, my clients struggle with binge eating or anorexia or whatever it may be. Um, and I actually had a battle with anorexia when I was in high school and college. Um, and I remember I would eat hundred calories a day. 100 calories a day. Yeah. But I remember being on such a, such like a high, like a buzz feeling. Um, so profound for me. And I think part of the reason why I kept on that path of anorexia, not so much the way that it looked, but the way that it felt. Yep. So in regards to that aspect, is it, is that kind of the same thing? Are you receiving that same sort of alignment or is it different because the intention is different?
1: So I'm smiling, you, you, you've hit it all, you've got it, yes. So <clears throat> one thing is um, a rule, I went through my process, my initiation process with Ray Mayor. Um, we do them ourselves now too as well with people. And um, I liked one of the things I took with Ray and we continue to agree upon to keep, we're constantly evaluating the breatharian initiation process with all the changing energies to see if there's things we need to change. But one thing we have kept constant is that anyone who has an eating disorder or has just recently had an eating disorder cannot go through the breatharian process. And the reason why is because when you hit on it, it's the intention. And so yes, you and your experience and what you described, those energies that you were describing when you were doing 100 calories a day, yes, absolutely, that is the taste of what being a breatharian is, that very high vibrational energy. But the thing is, and you hit it again in your question, Like I was like, oh, spot on. It's the intention. And it's the intention of the energy is that you are less than perfect, right? And if so if you're calling it an eating disorder, you don't love yourself. And yeah. so you are harming, you are, you are having your body in lack of what it deserves because of that lack of love for self. Mm. and so because of that this is why it's a process when we talk about breatharian it won't work you could hurt yourself you could starve to death people Uh do starve to death right a question i get a lot of times like what do you mean you don't have to eat i see people starving to death all the time and and it's like well yeah absolutely because it's about the intention it's about the energy it's a process you can't just stop like if so with the eating disorder you're just stopping you're just limiting the amount of energy that's being taken into the body but then on top of that you have a low vibration of feeling bad about yourself but the thing is there's this there's this counter this is huge conundrum here of that a lot of the food that we bring in is not high vibration that is available to humanity it is low vibrational food so because you are not bringing in as much low vibrational food into your vessel your vessel is responding with light. Your vessel is responding with energy. So that's what you felt. But I would assume um, you could say that though, this high vibrational energy did not last. And you would actually get very weak and you would probably get in depression. And you'd probably eventually end up, uh, what do you call it, binge eating, right? It would usually be the way out. And that is also because, and this stuff is also covered through the process of, uh, so else, whenever I say process, I'm talking about the breatharian process is uh, we go through that relationship with food the emotional dis the emotional disorientation that has been programmed into us with food what do you do when you're bored you eat what do you do when you watch tv you eat you don't even realize until you're not eating how many times you go and open that freaking cupboard, and how many times you catch yourself opening the refrigerator and you're like whoa yeah. When that refrigerator is empty, which is what you do after a breath process, you empty your refrigerator before you go. So that when you come home, you start to realize like, wow, I opened that refrigerator five times a day and I didn't even real like I had no intention when I came over here to do it. Yeah. Or the cupboard. You'll just find yourself standing at the cupboard. You get you get anxious, you get anxiety. And so the disorder, um, the, 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 the the eating disorders come from those anxieties, those lack of love for self, um, guilt. Uh, stress, right? So you find that you you start to have this disorder with the energies of the food. And so actually that comes up to the process of when I get anxious, I eat,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Because anxious creates a stirring vibration in the body and the food settles and quiets it. But Mm -hmm. all it does is it settles and quiets it and suppresses it that you don't deal with it. So that energy is still there So then you keep attracting that like low vibrational energy, which then makes you want to eat more because that energy of that food is lower vibration. So you want to now dump more of it in your body. And so that's the binge eating. And someone with an eating disorder that occurs is because of such that low vibrational energy, the high is gone because the body is like, hey, we are not giving you energy. You are not taking care of yourself and you are not in the right vibration. And you don't have a breatharian channel your your gland your pineal gland is closed and so we can't continue to give you this energy you can't process it so now that high you talked about is gone but that high is a taste of what the breatharianism is like yes
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think
1: that, that did I cover everything
0: yeah, yeah, no, okay. No, that's totally. I think that's what like drove me a lot too with my eating disorder, and a lot of uh, and the women that I that I coach to, a lot of it stems from shame. Yeah. Like, really get to the root of where it's coming from. It's a shameful feeling. That, yeah. um If you don't know how to process shame, or you don't know how to deal with those emotions, which is a lot of what the, the women I deal with have, like they don't know how to actually move through those feelings and the emotions, and the only thing they know to do is to grab food which is the most readily available source of energy It's right. us, right? Yep. Um, so what would be your, your take or your advice on someone that's trying to move through those energies or to, re- to like you said, to uh, not release them, but transmute them?
1: I think that it's really important to have a mentor. So that's why I love very much what you're doing. I think it's great. Um, a mentor is very helpful. It's not necessary, but it's going to make the process better and help you, um, you know, stay true to what you want to do um you know breath work is amazing in transmitting the energies when i talked about like if you're doing the asana part of yoga and then you're also doing the prana part of yoga of bringing in the breath when you're stretching that particular So let's say you're stretching your right shoulder and you bring in the energy you notice it's tight and as you're bringing the energy through that tightness that tightness is either anxiety, some lower vibration, some childhood trauma. That's something, all tightness in your body is something that you're holding on to. So when you breathe into that consciously in your mind, you can say out loud, if you're working with a mentor, like, what is this? What is this process? And be mindful of what memory comes up. And um, a little off track, but like, be mindful too. We've got multiple timelines merging in. You've got past lives. It may be from this life. It may not be. So be open to that of what you may think is esoteric or imaginary because don't knock it. If it's come through your mind process, and even if a scene from a movie comes in, that scene from a movie or the text from a book is coming in to make a relation for you for what you're breathing through. So being mindful of that and then using the process of love, compassion, and forgiveness. So if you have a situation that comes through, a lot of people deal with, you know, abuse as a child, emotionally, physically, uh, molestations, right? Going through and working through a process with this of having love for yourself, knowing that you did nothing wrong, there is no shame or guilt, and then knowing too that the person that did it to you, because this is how you're going to heal, is forgiving them, Mm. loving them because they know not what they did. And that's that this right here is how you transform that grudge that you're holding on to and not recognizing of going through this forgiveness this love this compassion and then when you're done with that because forgiveness is a step to getting to the step of realizing there is never anything that needs forgiveness Mm -hmm. but that's you can't get there until you forgive
2: right
1: um and go through that process but i always want to add that in case you have a client or a viewer of yourself listening it goes wait a minute you don't have to forgive you're right but you got to get if you're not at the point of being able to realize forgiveness isn't necessary then forgiveness is a tool to healing yourself
0: right it's like one of those steps you have to take to get there
1: yeah exactly
0: um I have personally experienced when I'm trying to move through emotions or tension in my body and just trying to generally heal from stuff. I have a difficulty remembering things from my past. I just Mm -hmm. feel the feel the tension. I feel the tightness, but I can't actually come up with a memory that's associated with it.
1: So you personally, I'm picking up, you're trying too hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So that could be someone in general. Uh, There's multiple reasons that that could happen. I'll go through a few. Um, one, you're trying so hard. Your intent is so hard on getting there and you're attached to the outcome of not having it. But the, pro- the, the issue is, is that when you're in a truly loving spot and you're authentically loving yourself, you are not attached to the outcome of what is going to happen, which allows a surrender to love. I, mean, I think we've all heard that before in memes, right? Surrender to love, right? And that's what's authentically needing to happen in that process is a surrender. And so remembering to breathe more and go, okay, I'm, you know, my conscious mind now is like running and it's like, I want to know what, what is it? 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 it, And just go, just breathe.
2: Yeah. And
1: it will come when it's meant to come. And you kind of let the subconscious go and do the work and then it'll come forth. And then when it comes forth, we make it like, sometimes we, you know, we get excited and that excitement can then make it go away.
0: Yes. Because
1: (laughs) that excitement creates an attachment to an outcome. Oh making yes. sense. Totally. Okay. Totally. And so it's balancing then that disappointment that you get once you realize that it went away and going, oh, okay, that was attachment. Like go ahead and label it. I'm quoting my fingers, but I guess yeah. viewers can see it. You know, label it what right? Attachment. Okay. Take a breath. Love yourself. Thank your higher self for the awareness that you figured out that it was attachment. And then now you gotta work on that non-attachment to the outcome. And that's important because you are limiting the outcome of what is possible because of your attachment.
2: Yeah. Um, your
1: outcome could actually be so much more amazing, but because of this attachment you've assigned to it, you in general, um, you know, you're know, you limiting it, which is why it's not coming, which is why you're not getting the, 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 the ability to process through and transform that energy.
0: Yeah. And I, I do that sometimes in meditation too. Like oh I'm yeah, meditating I'm like why is this why do I not feel anything why am I well, not <laughs> and <laughs>
1: and as soon thing. as that happens pew, it's gone it's gone like, yep. gone and now you're like I gotta do this today I gotta do this today yep. I gotta do this. that's when the list starts coming in
0: yep. yep and those clearing those thoughts do you have any tips for that I'm I mean I'm sure I know a lot of people kind of struggle with getting their yeah. here for meditating because those thoughts come in and people avoid it I see yep. a lot of times people will avoid even starting meditation because of that reason
1: um, excellent question. There's, there is numerous techniques. So what I'm sharing is by no means like the technique there's so many. Um, but if you are get a pad of paper to have next to you in your meditation, meditating so that you can write down those things that are coming up. Mm. Um, so that, cause you, you know, you can get like a, Oh, I need to do this. Well, I'm going to forget if I don't like get up and go do it or get up and go write it down. Right. Um, And then based on what works best for you, this is very centric to the person, but some people, if you find you're a person that maybe you set a commitment for a time every day and no matter what you sit down, and even if you sit down for this, if it, you know, the harder is just do five minutes at first or 10 minutes, set a timer and you just sit there. And even if your mind runs the whole time, so what? You sit there and you let your mind run the whole time. You'll find that at that repetitive task, eventually after a week or two or three, your mind will start to quiet down. And it'll get easier because the energy will have an intention based on the time you've set. Now, some people um, don't like that and want to have more flexibility. They're not people who run their lives by a a particular time. So that's a technique for that type of person. Um, Another technique will be then just, hey, taking five minutes a day whenever it is and sitting down wherever you are and doing that same practice. Um, Breath. Just sit and breathe. Even if you're thinking of things, so while you're doing what I just suggested, in through the nose and out through the mouth and do guided breaths. Be like, okay, I'm gonna bring my breath on my right side. Now I'm gonna bring it all the way to my belly. Okay, now I'm gonna bring the breath on my left side and I'm gonna bring it all the way to my belly. Okay, I'm gonna bring my breath down my back. Okay, breathe in, breathe out. See, now you're focusing. You've got your mind focusing and guiding the breath through your body. Well, that's doing so much. One, that's meditative. Two, that's healing. Three, that's showing you things that you need to work on. But you don't even need to focus on that. Just focus on the breath. And what you're doing is you're training the mind to allow you to be back in that symbiotic relationship of a harmonious symbiotic relationship. Because the thing is, we're not able to sit and meditate. The reason why is because there's a disconnect between the mind and the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the mind doesn't want to connect to the body. And there are, External forces outside that want very much the attention of your mind. And so think of the mind like a radio station and you have a tuner, right? And the vibration that the majority of humanity is tuned into is a very loud radio station. And so, in order to get out of that very loud radio station, you've got to quiet the mind so that you can get to the outer realms of radio stations that aren't vibrating at such a frequency that we are tuned into the frequency is actually higher but we're just not tuned into that and that's what we're trying to do in meditation is work with a retuning to access those other radio stations mm-hmm. and so breath just using that breath and guiding it through our body will help to diminish the very loud radio station that is being played for us to keep us locked into that. Mm. Um, You know, other techniques are being out in nature. Nature is very important and symbiotic for our relationship. Um, That is a huge reason of why our move um, out of Redondo Beach and to where we're at now in Mount Shasta was very much about nature and the energies and the assisting for what is going on. Um, You know, Redondo Beach has the beach and I see you do quite a few of your recordings on the beach, right? You're being drawn naturally to that energy.
0: And I have a um, wave
1: tattoo. I love the water. <laughs> yeah. And so that is, that is part of what's going to help us in these transformations, in that meditation, in that connection. And all connected, all these questions are all connected with that breatharian process, with the meditation, with um, women healing, transforming their bodies. Uh, so I know that you already teach a meditation, which is why you're asking. And with that body transformation that the women are going through. Cause you've got to, you've got to have that, or you'll fall off the wagon of whatever physical boot camp thing you're going into. It won't last. You'll lose the weight. It'll come right back because you've got to connect with self and that love of self and meditation is a, it's a key. It's a key and you find your way. And I think through, you know, someone working with you, um, they can work with me. They can work. There's so many meditations out there. So the same thing, get a coach. So many meditation coaches, what I meant to say. Uh, get a coach to assist you. Um, go to a group meditation class. Same thing with like sometimes with yoga. Or I believe you're doing groups, right? You do you 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 put your clients in groups that you work with, I have, right? I
0: have a class I teach that's for a group. Perfect. Uh, but I do mostly one-on-one coaching with people. Okay. I find it's, it's such an intimate experience, especially when someone's struggling with disordered eating. It usually yep. uh, there's some deeper stuff that is not really uh, ideal for a group setting.
1: Absolutely. I know exactly what you're saying, and I get that. That's why we we even have both the immersion and then we have the retreats. And then there's a separation even within those. But it's great that you have both because the group is great for meditation. Mm -hmm. You put people in the group, right? Because who's gonna get up and shuffle around and leave the room during a group meditation?
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) They're gonna sit there and they're gonna suffer. And I'm I'm emphasizing this word, they're gonna suffer through it. Yeah. But in that they're gonna be forced to sit there pay attention to their body pay attention to their thoughts now it might be torture if they don't eventually get to a point where it's like okay i'm just gonna surrender to this process yeah i'm just gonna surrender to love okay my mind is here um and if you don't yet in your group meditation class allow people to have a pamphlet to write on
2: Mm -hmm. that's
1: important because someone can get stuck because you can get a great like oh my gosh i need to like do this thing at home, and it's so important. And I'm afraid I'm gonna forget it and they'll get stuck on that. Yep. that's why it's great to be able to write that down, so that you can just let it go. Okay, later we'll get to that later.
0: I can totally relate to that. I do that in meditation. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I wash my clothes. You go through yep. the whole like, checklist of all the things you have to do. Yeah, you away from the whole purpose of it.
1: Yeah, and then you get to so many things. You're like, oh god, I just I gotta get up and write this down, or I'll forget them all.
0: Oh, I've done that. And then, then
1: you're done. You're out because then you get yeah. you get into your day.
0: Totally, I do that all the time. Um, yep. I have a lot of my clients, like one of my clients actually the other day told me, she's like, I'm just tired of being sad. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of fighting this. Um, she, she's battling with emotional eating, binge eating. She's yep. like, I'm tired of the fight and I give her exercises to do and to really, you know, do the, the journaling and the inner work, introspection, ask yourself questions, breathing, meditation, all that stuff. But sometimes she's like, I'm just not motivated to do it. Yeah so in that do you have any any advice for someone that knows they need to make this shift that knows they need to take these steps but there's just something that's kind of holding them back from taking the steps to do those things
1: yeah so that is so as you said that's personal so there's something personally involved there um like when we were dealing with you um i don't want to share more than you've shared because oh no
0: i'm a full i'm
1: Open book. Okay. So when we worked with like those entity connections, right, those, those are going to, and, and most everyone has entities. So that's not, that's one thing to deal with is like, some people get shamed. Like, I don't have entities. What are you talking about? And it's like, um, they're everywhere. (laughs) And, uh, most likely you have them and they try to attach all the time, but noticing the ones that have been around for a long time, because they are going to do those things to work with you to get you not to do the work because then they're not, they're not going to have a home anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they don't want to lose that home. They have become, you know, they, they fancy you yeah, and they fancy the energy you keep giving them. And that's why you have low energy because you're giving your energy away to th- these entities and that's for them. Soul contracts. So the soul contract work um, that's available. You're welcome to use that Lindsay. You can always reach out to me. And I'll give you more, but um that article, take it, use it as your own. You don't have to reference me and you can alter it as you see fit over time. So use that soul contract breaking with your clients. Mm. Um, You find having a hard time. Also being mindful of the energies that are going on right now too, though, is that through this process, it's a process. And I'm talking about this process as in the Ascension process that's going on right now. And that draw that all of us are having to improve upon ourselves and be more authentic to our love selves is that, being aware of the energies because they are really intense. And so people are going to have days where they're going to need to process and they don't feel like doing a scriptured routine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's going to happen. Um, especially right now, there's a really strong flow going in right now through up into eleven eleven, And so in that you're going to have days where people are going to have really high vibrations and you're going to have days where people are like super depressed and super sad. And that is because they are just transcending energy. Mm-hmm. We are, um, am I getting too off topic? Or no, go for it. Okay, uh, so we are, you know, we are taking on these lower vibrational energies from other timelines, from past lives, from soul contracts that we authentically agreed to from people in our soul groups. Um, we are particularly picking up energy right now to transform for, say, soul family that has decided to leave the planet and they are not coming back. On this timeline. And so we may agree to pick up that stuff for them. So it's just stuff that's got to process through us that we don't need to, what is the reason for this? What is the, right, all these cores. Mm-hmm. And this is a breath. And I believe we worked on this of starting with saying, breathing in and breathing out and saying, not mine.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that will release everything that's not yours that you don't need to process. It's not personal to you. It will kind of go in its own little category, but it will still process through you because you've agreed at some level to transcend these energies. Is this making sense?
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so that can be the day where it's like, you know what, just take the day for yourself person I'm working with. If you're feeling sad and this is part of connecting with, do you feel it's something you want to work on right now? If not, okay. Just take a day, be gentle with yourself, meditate, take a bath, put some salt in the bath, Put some, um, you know, lavender oil and get a pure oil. Do like a, um, a doTERRA or a Young Living. Those are two good um, oil companies to work with. Very pure vibration. Put that in your bath. Um, put some baking soda in the bath with you. That'll really help with a body detoxification, but light, but also a spiritual, etherical, astral around you levels detoxification. And it'll help that stuff process through. Mm-hmm. And that's taking care of yourself. So really important to take care of self when you are feeling low, love yourself, be compassionate with yourself. And the most important is don't get upset with yourself Mm -hmm. for feeling sad. Cause then that is just adding to that vibration of now you're feeling shame and guilt. And so you're just adding to that stirring pot of crap.
0: Right. Right. You know, that's, uh, that's a big, that's a big piece of it. Um, I wanted to touch on if we have time. This is kind of like a bigger topic, but something that really fascinated me. Actually, when I first started getting into coaching, I wanted to teach body manifestation from the perspective that you can reshape or change your physical body by the way that you think. What's your take on this?
1: Absolutely. Um, very much so. You actually learn about this during breatharian initiation. It is covered is that you, when I say humanity, I'm going to, humans are the architects. This is, um, humans can do and create anything. The thing is, you have to be in the right vibration. You have to have the right tools. And there has been so much, you know, law of attractions coming up right now for me. And there's, There is so much garbage and misinformation out there that confuses people
2: so much. and makes
1: this ability to create difficult. And the law of attraction is one of them. I think the law of attraction has probably done more of a disservice than a service because it's true. And this is the thing about the world as people are going through their process, you're going to have to, people are going to have to realize there's so much we've been taught. That's not true. But in that teaching it, they have used truth in order to hook us, and to believe in it. So is the law of attraction authentically truthful? Yes. But it is a law and a whole bunch of laws, and you have to have the other five laws prior to it in place in order for it to work. Yeah. And one of those is that you must authentically love yourself in order to have access to your power. And if you don't, you don't get access to your power. And that is why the law of attraction doesn't work. Now, the thing that's interesting is a lot of people, the law of attraction, they teach that you should ignore the dark stuff and the negativity. Well, if you do that, you're never going to be able to authentically be able to create what you want to create, but you'll keep paying these people that are telling you how to do it.
2: Yes. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, you got it. You got to clear, you know, all the stuff we were just talking about. Do right. that and then absolutely the ability to transform your body the way that you want will work. But, that, but the reason why you got to be in that love energy is because you may be stuck in the ego of thinking that I'm a, as a male, I want muscles. I want a nice pectoral and I want an eight pack and I want the V shape, right? Yep. Ego, 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 <laughs> ego. Yep. Is there a lot of love for self there? There might be the like, oh yeah, I love my body, right? <laughs> I love it like in the way of that ego statement versus I love my whole being and you love your whole being it's going to change what you want because you're going to want things more in a love vibration and then when you're in a more love vibration and you build that symbiotic relationship with your body and i'm emphasizing that word because so many people just disassociate their body
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know what i mean oh yeah and so understand this is a symbiotic relationship you are a soul inside of a vessel having this experience And when you recognize that and you respect and you love and you appreciate this vessel for all that it is doing with you, and it is organic and you are organic, so you're having an organic mixing together, then your body will start to work with you and your body will trust you. Because right right now, most people's bodies don't trust them because they're poisoning it constantly. And then they're talking negative about it. Like, oh, I'm worthless. Oh, I'm awful. Oh, I'm this. I'm fat. Realize I'm fat. People don't even realize all the things you're saying. So the body's like, F you. Totally. I'm not working with you. You're you're negative. I'm (laughs) out (laughs) of here. But your body still loves you. So it's going to store all that garbage, which is why you get fat. That fat is all that garbage that your body is storing for you. But then eventually your body says, you know what? No, not anymore. You get a disease. You get sick. You transition. Like that's what's going. That's that process. Yeah. And so you clean that stuff out, you get in that love vibration, you get that symbiotic relationship with your body, and you say, and I've done this, so my vision, you know, got my vision to, I won't even call it 2020, I can zoom in like you do on your computer, and I can zoom out, um, and I can zoom all the way into, when we're here, Mount Shasta is very far away, I can see the peak of the mountain if I want to. These are abilities you can gain in yourself. Um, You know, the ability to transmute light and energy out of my body. I've done that with you, Mm -hmm. Lindsay, where, you know, I expand the vibration and someone can feel it. You're working with the elements, right? You can do that when it's in a love vibration and your ego's not attached to it. I don't do it being like, ooh, look at what I can do. I'm so cool, (laughs) right? No, it's let me show you that this energy and this vibration is here. See, you feel that? Okay, great. You can do that. And when you like, it's a way of showing what can be done, but it's in a way of showing it in love. Mm-hmm. That's where you get that, that, those abilities. Um, healed my left knee, healed a disease in my body, healed my foot, oh,
2: yeah. healed
1: like misalignments that I had. Um, I previously had a major jaw surgery uh, from having a huge overbite. Now it's happening. The screws and the titanium are coming out. I've had screws come out. It is because my body is changing on its own to get rid of the titanium metals that were put in and working. So very much so personal experience of transforming my body
2: Yeah, and
1: going through that. And it's absolutely, absolutely does happen. People, there are breatharians who have regrown their teeth. So they've gotten a third and a fourth set of teeth. Wow. So you have fillings and that's something like I'm, I'm wanting to work on that and do that and am working towards that of, Having it where um, I have a root canal, have it just fall out and the tooth regrow. Have where there's fillings, have the tooth fall out and have the teeth regrow. Yeah. And do that.
0: It's so crazy you say that too, because I used to think like, why do we have to go to the dentist? This just seems really strange to me. Like animals don't have to go to the dentist and get (laughs) (laughs) tooth. So it was was always very bizarre. Mm. And it's, I think it's so, the thing is that we just don't know how powerful we really are. Right. We just don't know. And the
1: more, Right. But then the more we meditate, the more we connect, the more you work with mentors like yourself, and the more um, you authentically love yourself, then the more you do learn, the more you do connect, the more you do evolve. And then the more you're drawn to other people that are the same way, because too, when we congregate together in that vibration, it amplifies so much more. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of just kind of a quick input. That's why, that's why there's a lot of political divide right divide people and get yeah. them focused on something else but if very much if you bring people together in unity and love oh the power is immense and you said what can your, be achieved
0: your facebook live the other day actually you said like if if the whole world were to just meditate for what was it two minutes or something on love yep then the whole world would change Poof,
1: instantly yeah. yeah there would be zero fear and zero darkness
0: That's so incredible.
1: It only takes 60 seconds. If everyone did it for 60 seconds at the same time, and really we're only saying 60 seconds because it only takes a second. One second, if everyone on the planet did that, we are the creators. Yeah. So if we did that, it wouldn't exist anymore.
0: Right, so we're just the ones that keep perpetuating all of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. And you
1: mentioned earlier memory, if I may go back to a question, I don't feel like we fully finished, but it's a great transition back to that. You mentioned before, like sometimes you'll forget things. Mm-hmm. right yeah and so um that would be a situation where if everyone did that we would just it would all be gone so we would forget all the darkness all the fear all the evil there'd
2: be um, nothing to remember
1: there'd be nothing to remember and so a lot of times when we have these situations where we forget things um there's multiple reasons that could occur but um one of the reason is it's no longer necessary for you to remember you've processed through as a dark experience it's no longer necessary. you could go get it out of your akash if you want to but why do you want to you're done with it. It's done, done, out of here. Um, another reason can be walk-ins. So we talked about walk-ins. There's, there's multiple, we talked about it on the Facebook Live, not on here. But um, we think of a walk-in as like there's multiple versions of you. So each one of you listening, there's a multiple version of you. And so at certain periods and times of your life, if there's something that is overwhelming and you can't necessarily handle it, another version of you may step in momentarily for a month, for a year, for years, right? And then it may step out. And so that higher self collective of you keeps collection of all of that. That's part of what's in your Akashic records. And that's part of what these multiple timelines are that are merging. But until they're all fully merged, you may have memory gaps, but you always have access to that if you want that. But that's what necessarily a memory gap may be is another version of yourself coming in to do something, process through something, and then they leave. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. So that's a big thing right now in the collective vibration is that. Because right now in the collective vibration, think of an hourglass. And we are currently in the center of the hourglass. So all these timelines that existed before, they're all merging. Some people call it the Mandela effect. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to actually look it up, that's a great term to go look up, Mandela effect. And you can see it. Um, I think a great example, particularly for our generations, is like Karate Kid. And you go back and you think the Karate Kid had the white band with the red lettering. Uh-huh. You look now, it's a white band with green lettering. The Bernstein Bears and the way that it's spelled Yeah, changed a the different. These are mergings of multiple timelines. But what's happened at, because all the timelines those were on have now merged, people now remember both versions. So those are two examples. A Lucky Charms is another one. Uh, the cereal, cereal yeah. the box. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's there's two active timelines that have stayed, that will exist now in that hourglass forever. Uh-huh. And so that's an example of something that was forgotten for many has now been remembered. And the reason why it's in those two timelines, because it's so heavy in the collective population that it's going to exist. But the point of sharing that is that that's an example of prior to that existing, that would be something that someone would have forgotten and not been able to remember
0: oh okay so when this comes to like i'm gonna take it back to the health thing because i know a lot of people are interested now when it comes back to having disordered eating around um childhood traumas yep things like that and they can't quite remember them is this an instance where they just have to like how would you move through that if
1: you sure so you can you you very much need i'm going to highly recommend they work with a mentor through that process Um, unless they are authentically connected to their higher self. And I am just going to say, because I am talking about higher self and channelings, anytime someone is connecting, when you first initiate a connection with your higher self or a being, you always want to ask the question, do you serve my highest purpose? The only answer is yes, no other answer. I will rarely say things are black and white because there's a prism of colors, everything. But ask that question. Once you get the yes, you know you can work with that vibration that you're connecting with. You need the guidance of your higher self through that. You don't need a mentor, but you do need your guidance of your higher self because what you have to do is you have to bring in that timeline. You have to bring in that other self and you may need to bring in that other self in fractals and pieces because it could overwhelm you. If the trauma is so severe, then you won't be able to have, handle it. And then you will end up re going through that trauma again. And it can be a nightmare and a disaster. Um, are you following what I'm saying? You see yeah. how this can get really bad. Yeah. Um, and so that is why I'm, I'm highly recommending a mentorship through it um, unless the person feels they are connected with their higher self. And in that mentorship, that person's going to be working with your higher self. They're just going to be acting as the medium and the conduit to so that you have someone or something in front of you going, oh, okay, like I'm pulling this through and working with you on it. Um, that would be what I would suggest for things that people can't remember. That's the reason why the person can't remember it. There is also usually a bump on someone's body, um, that is associated with this inability to remember
2: because
1: the body stores everything. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes these lumps and bumps end up becoming cancer because it's toxic energy that doesn't get dealt with and it spreads and it grows because it attracts like vibration um and then someone may heal themselves but then a little piece of the bump still exists that little piece is still that timeline that entity that entities um and when i'm using entity in this term i'm talking about that other piece of yourself on mm. um, that other timeline of yourself that is still connected and tethered to you in this timeline mm. does that make sense yeah okay yeah,
0: makes total sense super helpful um i want to touch on one more thing too if we have time um i I'm super fascinated by the different vibrations as they relate to foods. Like I think yeah. that's, that's really, really cool. It um, is. Can you, can you just give a little bit of uh, a background as to food and vibration and how that all kind of works?
1: Sure, that's hard to know cover. this is a
0: big topic. Yeah,
1: <laughs> okay, so as we are talking about breatharian, the more you move towards a breatharian scale, the more in alignment you're going to be with feeling the vibration of food. The more you're on that heavy meat scale, the less vibrational way you're going to be able to deal with food, um, especially if uh, someone is um, consuming human meat uh, that is becoming popular.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, that, 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 becomes, that, be, that will become very difficult to um, feel the vibration of food. And so uh, more towards that breatharian path, the more you're going to be able to feel the vibration and very much so. The food carries a vibration. And that vibration is the energy and the prana that you are bringing into your body. The more aware and in alignment you are as a human being with who and what you are in this experience, then the more in alignment you're going to be. To, and this, this isn't just going to be food. You're going to see the vibration in everything and everyone. Now, you can learn to turn it off and on and control it just like a dial, like a dimmer on a light switch. You can have it fully on. You can have it kind of dimmed and you can turn it off sometimes necessary especially like where you live Lindsay I'd have to do that if I'm walking on the esplanade and out in public around a lot of people you can become very overwhelmed with other people's vibrations and yeah. seeing it and two people might start you know just who cares what people think if they're looking at you but two you might be like ooh, ooh yeah ooh. so you're not know, the weirdo on the street going you know <laughs> making oh I guess people can't see what I'm doing but I'm making like <laughs> funny weird gestures because um you know, you could be walking down the street and there's this huge purple, bright vibration that you can't even see through. So you're like squinting your eyes, like the sun's shining in your face. And then you might see like someone with a bunch of dark black energy and it's swirling around them and entities all around them. Yeah. And then you're just like, Oof, yeah, I don't want to go over there. Go. <laughs> um, and so the same thing is with food. The vibration of the food is there. The more, um, let's use like apples an example. If the apple is picked too soon, the vibration is going to be low because you stole its life. um, So it has less of a life form. If that apple was the closer it is to have just fallen off the tree on its own, that is gonna have the most highest vibration of food. And so when you consume it, you will feel that highest vibration of food, but you will see it. So when you go to the supermarket and you're, you're, or the the farmer's market, and you're buying your vegetables, seeing it you could actually look and pay attention to say hey, higher self show me mm. show me the vibration of the food and sometimes it's easier with your hands so maybe you know and interesting we all grab fruit and we touch it yeah. and how people have no idea what they're feeling for um but interesting we're doing that innately right yeah. and it's it's the energy what what's vibing with me we even say it vibration. What's your vibes, man. Right. Like what's <laughs> vibing with me. Yeah. And you'll feel like that, that's, that's a vibe energy connection. Um, but being able to see it's much, you know, it's much easier if you can look at the table full of apples and go that one.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: That's I see it. Um, so yeah. Uh, seeing the vibration. Definitely practice with fruit though, fruits and vegetables because the other food has lower vibration. Everything in the middle of the store is lower vibration. Uh, if you're going to a supermarket, you walk you walk around it, and pretty much you just go to the uh, veggie section. Yeah. Um, you know, for for your for your high vibrational stuff. If you are working more on a breatharian path, though, and you are pulling in pranic energy, and so what you eat, you no longer eat for fuel. So, like, I don't eat for fuel energy. I don't eat for life. So I can go and I can have chips and I can have junk food because i if i want the taste of it um ray mayor all he eats is junk food it's all he eats when he eats because too when you eat you're kind of like i want something that's going to taste good yeah i want that taste yeah
2: right?
1: um but then you'll also notice you'll be drawn to like good fruit and good vegetables too you'll you'll have a whole different appreciation for food
0: this is like intuitive eating right yeah yeah paying attention to to how you feel too after yeah. you- Something and getting into
1: yep. that. Yeah, um, but that's for somebody who's still using food as, a, as, as their life force. Right. When you get into breatharian, breath, when you become breatharian, your digestive system no longer digests food, um, which is part of what gives you a huge amount of your energy back. And so when you eat, the food just goes through you. So you're only eating for taste. Yeah. You take no vibrational energy from the food you eat when you are breatharian because your energy is so much higher than any food that you can consume what an amazing your body ignores it yeah yeah
0: um is it true that when you consume animal meat you you take on the vibration of that animal when it was killed
1: yes that is why they are handled and treated the way that they are treated is so that that vibration goes into humanity and humanity has a lower vibration
0: oh it's just There's just so much. I feel like I could talk to you for like 500
2: hours.
0: (laughs) 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 Like I have so many questions, so many questions. I appreciate you so, so much.
1: Same
2: here, Linda.
0: Thank you. Uh, I know this is going to be so beneficial for the people listening and uh, it has been for me. I mean, there's just like, I feel like we could just sit together in a room for hours and just talk about all this stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for doing what you're doing too. It's, it's really great. We have people like you that are assisting others and helping to mentor, um, you know, people coming up through this process and being authentic with themselves because there's not enough of us. Yeah. And so happy to support. I'm glad we support each other.
0: Um, so if people want to learn more about uh, your retreat center or, Therianism or your mentorship program where can they reach you
1: uh, uh they can reach us there on the website and that's, um, there's three website names energy is everything eie.com they all lead you to the same place okay. and on there we have a link for the retreat center we have a link for about me uh we have a link for our offerings um the retreat center site like photos and stuff are still being uh built We just went into fall here so i'm kind of like oh it's not really pretty to be taking it's pretty (laughs) but not as pretty as like spring or stuff to take photos but um
0: it looks so peaceful i mean i'm i'm looking at him uh on zoom screen and he's got these beautiful trees blowing in the wind behind him and this really beautiful shadow on the wall and you just look very etheric
2: yeah
1: it's it's oh it's it's truly heavenly um it's a great experience for those who have the ability to come do it. And just how we've been talking now, we, you know, like someone can do an immersion where it's just, it's really just them and their time here um, or they can come in a retreat setting. And then I feel like we'll probably do this sometime, but like someone like yourself, Lindsay can come, you can bring your group of people and really run your own show here. And then, um, and then you can choose it. Like if you want, me to come talk or if you want Casey to do sessions with people like that can be done too for someone who wants to really host their own retreat here so we'll also support that with um, with you we won't do that with just anyone that's we got to know the person and know what they're doing because we are also very mindful of the energy on the property here um, we don't uh, there's no alcohol on the property because that creates a certain vibrational energy there's a no harm so the animals here like we have even neighbors have already noticed they're just like wow like what has happened since you guys moved in like all these animals are coming back and wow. the bears are less violent and the deer, deer are tearing up less things um, there's less of a wasp problem and
0: they're all harmonized exactly
1: we're you know it's bringing a harmonizing vibration so this violent vibration so we're very mindful of that on on the property um we also ask when people do come on the property uh we have we ask that they don't eat meat on the property but it's not a requirement if somebody's doing that in there that's fine but uh of course if they're here for breatharian process you're definitely not eating meat on the property (laughs) but yeah so we do things to help like with the energy and the grid here um so that's where you know i could go on forever but that's where people can learn more and um and people can also ask like being a channel and working with someone, there's really nothing we can't do. We can do whatever is necessary, which is why the one-on-one, the immersions, and where everything's small retreat so that pe- everyone can have a process of going through and having a
0: healing. Yeah, keep an intimate. Yep. And uh, you're on Facebook too. You do a lot of Facebook lives.
1: Yeah. So. I just started. I just started doing that and it got, yeah, it seemed to get you're really awesome. popular and the questions are coming in. I think as long as I keep getting the questions, I'll keep doing them. Yeah. Uh, for me, sometimes there's just, there's so much in here that I get like, I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs>
0: the same thing happens to me too. I, I'm like, yeah. I don't even know where to start. It's like, yeah, exactly. So it's okay. like,
1: yes, ask questions. Great. That really helps me like. It guides you. you and, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Thank you again so much. And uh, hopefully we can, we can chat again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Body Bliss Project. Stay tuned for more episodes on how to truly love your body.